Good morning. It's good to see you all here, and it's good to be here with the choir. This is actually our final choir appearance for this season because Talus Choir takes the summer off. So there will be some other singing opportunities during the summer. So if you'd like to do some singing, like a single rehearsal and come sing, watch the broadsheet for those announcements. And Soul Singers sings every Monday at 5.30, usually either in Memorial Room or Memorial Garden. And the string band, come sing with us after church in the courtyard. So you've got lots of opportunities to sing with us. We're going to start with Unidos en el Misterio de la Hora which you may know as gathered here in the mystery of the hour. We're going to call the spirit to this place. So if you'd like to sing along in English, um, it's number 389 in the gray hymnal. We're gonna sing in Spanish, but we can do English and Spanish simultaneously. All right, we're going to invite you to join us in some circle songs. These are songs that we make up on the spot. We practiced this last fall when Francisco Ruiz was here. This is a type of guided improv that was invented, probably not invented by, but was uh, made popular by Bobby McFerrin. And we've had a lot of fun trying it, so we're gonna just make up a song on the spot. So I'm gonna, I'll like, indicate a group of people and teach you something and just keep singing that. Just keep doing it and we'll layer on some other parts.
Kolewa, what the Creator has made. Kolevajeo can never be destroyed. Ishe Olua. Thank you for being part of our circle song. I invite you to rise in body or spirit for the processional and call to worship. And we're going to do one more circle song. I'm going to have you guys do some rhythm. So here we go. We're going to start on this half of the room. I am Reverend Amani Malaika, and I invite you to say yes. 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 I welcome love. Yes. I say yes to joy. Yes. And I welcome all that is good and right right here, right now. Yes. And let's light our chalice. In the soft light of this flame, may we see life anew. May the supposedly real seem less solid. May the inevitable reveal its carefully concealed cracks. And while you're standing, I invite you to lean down and grab that gray hymnal open to number 197. There are numerous strings in your lute. Let me add my own among them. It's a beautiful song, both text and melody, by Rabindranath Tagore, 20th century Indian poet and composer. And every time we sing the chorus, which is the first two lines, we'll sing it twice. The verses are kind of stacked up from the bottom of the third page on into the second page, but we always sing the chorus in between. So if you get a little lost finding the verses, the choir will take care of those. Just come back in. There are numerous strings. Number 197.
You may be seated. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to First Unitarian. I am Anna Watkins, and I'm pleased to include you in this multi-generational service. We're so glad you're here, whether you're in the sanctuary or in the fellowship hall. We enjoy having children with us. And we have special spaces for them. An activity table at the back of the sanctuary, the family room across the hall where the service is live streamed, and the new playground at the front of the sanctuary. And you, that's the best seat in the house, right? I'm getting a thumbs up here, okay. We are delighted to welcome our guest preacher today, the Reverend Amani Malaika. Reverend Amani is the senior minister of Albuquerque Center for Sp Spiritual Living, which shares the First Unitarian Campus. Reverend Bob is preaching in turn for that congregation this afternoon at their service. This morning we get to do what religious communities can sometimes do best, hold complexity. Today we honor a day, Mother's Day, that is filled with nearly every emotion we can experience as humans. And in this space, we will hold all of it. We acknowledge that the path to mothering and the act of mothering is not simple or straightforward. We know that our experience with moms and mothering are not either joyful or painful, but sometimes both and. We celebrate the magic and anticipation of those entering into this strange and joyful role and the powerful relationship this can be. And we won't sugarcoat the role or the great loss that we might feel when our experience with the concept of mother doesn't match what we've been told it should look like. Together, we practice holding all of the complexity in love. Our individual experiences are complicated. If you turn one direction in your own lineage, your view of mothering might be sadness or trauma. And if you face another direction in your own life, perhaps you've seen joy and awe. And in this room, it's the same. Facing one direction and then another and then still another, a plethora of experiences all interwoven within each other. We gather together in a complicated web to honor and ritualize, to mourn and to celebrate, to make space for the complexity of being human and to hold all of it together in love. So in a moment, we are going to light some candles for anyone you are thinking of on this day. When the music begins, you're invited to come forward through the center aisles and light a candle to honor any or all of those who are on your mind as you acknowledge this day of mothering and of mothers. And if coming forward is not possible for you, I invite you to offer your prayers for those you are thinking of as Reverend Bob lights our first candle. You're invited to come forward now to light a candle.
Let's take a moment of silence to acknowledge these candles and all of the people and experiences embedded within this light. I invite you to share the other names and places and people that are on your hearts this morning. At the sound of the chime, I invite you to share those aloud. We hold all of these prayers in tender care. And I have a few others I want to add from our community to these prayers. On this Mother's Day, which was originally dedicated to ridding us of wars, we honor those victims of a racist attack in Buffalo one year ago. We hold their family and friends and all of us who are caught up in violent systems, including racism. May we break free. And I lift up Pam Livingston, who is recovering from hip surgery and will be in rehab, a rehab facility for the next couple of weeks. May Pam's healing be swift. And we close with the words of the Reverend Elizabeth Mount. From our very first breath, we reach out. Co-regulation, not self-regulation, is in our nature. We find our cues from the sun and the moon, from each parent and caregiver. We find our place in this great turning planet by turning to one another. Generation to generation, we awaken to the dawn and fall asleep at the evening's end. Our life's journey is part of something greater, something simple, something divine. A flame cannot be lit without a spark. A life cannot begin without the air. And we cannot begin to find ourselves without love. May we reach out to one another. May we offer love and nurturing care. And may we join together in celebration of the interdependence of our lives. Amen. And peace be with you.
Thank you, Susan. Thank you. Thank you for loving us with your voices. I am Reverend Amani Malaika, and I am really happy to be with all of you today. And I want to begin by wishing all of you who have mothered in any way, as any gender, Happy Mother's Day. In celebration of Mother God, the Divine Feminine, I want to share with you these beautiful words from Mirabai Star, Love Song to the Great Mother. Beloved one, our sister, Mother Earth, sacred woman, holy girl, crucible of mercy and fire of truth, thank you. We have called and you have come. You descend on the wings of pain, the wings of joy, bringing solace and vitality. You rise through the roots of the trees, spreading shelter, offering refuge. You enter through the cries of the young, demanding protection for the vulnerable. Even as we bow before your beautiful body, you affirm the beauty of our bodies. You bless every particle of creation with your divine presence. We welcome you, you who have been exiled long enough. We welcome you to dwell among us again. We offer ourselves as your loving stewards, your beloved reluctant prophets, radiant reflections of your own sacred self. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and again, we give thanks. So you and I in this moment, in this time, right here and right now are welcoming in the mother God, the divine feminine, who has been exiled for far too long. And I'm inviting you to welcome this divine mama into your own experience and your breathing body right here in this moment, because what I know to be true about the nature of life is that that divine feminine is not only a reflection here right now, but you and I are an manifest reality of that divine. That you have breath in your body because you have been anointed and appointed here on this planet in this moment to be a stand for all that Mother God represents. To be a stand for love. To be a stand for good. To be a stand for the creative force of the universe itself. For joy for peace, for harmony, that your nature is also the divine feminine nature. And that every one of us, regardless of gender, are embodiments of that good. So that's what we are welcoming in today. And what I know about this force that comes down on the wings of pain, that comes down by invitation on the wings of love, is it is moving as Julian of Norwich referred to the divine as mother, a she. It is the moving force of life itself creating anew in every moment that you and I are a result of, are the living, breathing embodiment of, and have the opportunity to be a stand for. And so we welcome that force. We bring it back from exile because what I know to be true as well is that you and I are having the experience right now of the consequences, the dire consequences of the exile and the feminine. And the good news is that you and I get to bring her back. You and I get to be the way that that feminine principle, that feminine power brings itself to life on this planet right here and right now, making a difference, inviting the change, inviting the renewal. So I want to share some stories of Mother Gods from other faith traditions. We're going to start with Oshun from the Ifa tradition of the Yoruban people. And Oshun is known as the goddess of fertility, the goddess of the sweet waters, the goddess of beauty, the goddess of harmony. And she was given the, 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 this high standing because she is why you and I, according to this Yoruban faith tradition, have life on this planet at all. 
So Oshun was part of this collective of gods and goddesses, and this god who was sort of the boss god, Oludumer, decided to abandon this earth plane for all kinds of reasons, probably because we were badly behaved. <laughs> and peace out, just peace out. And because he peaced out, life on the planet began to diminish and wither. The waters were gone. The air became uh, an air that was no longer supporting living life. And so all the other gods and goddesses in the collective were like, yo, we got to save the planet. We got to save life. We got to bring it back. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And they tried, and they tried, and they could not make it so. So then they started to try to fly to where Ola Dumare went to exile, went to go peace out. And it was beyond the sun. And nobody could get there. None of the other gods could make the journey. They failed one after the other, burned up in the sun, didn't have the stamina to make the journey, until Oshun said, oh, all right, let me do it. I got it. And off she went. She shape-shifted into the body of a vulture. And she flew, 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 and she flew. And one of the things Oshun is known for is her great beauty her feminine wild that could make anything need to be, need to be, because she could just bat her eyelashes and everybody fell at her feet. So, but on this flight, she's getting wrecked, right? She is just, woo, she is spending every last ounce of energy that she has. And then she makes it to the sun and it burns up nearly all her feathers, but she surpasses the sun and she reaches Ola Dumare. Looking terrible looking terrible. Got no more eyelashes to bat. She can't do all the things and the flirty and the seducing. And Ola Dumare was, what do you need? What do you want? And she's like, listen, man, I made the trip. I did the thing. You, my friend, are going to give me the energy that I can bring back to the planet so I can return life to the planet. And he was like, do what you got to do. And she's like, I will. <laughs> so she took herself right on back to the planet and recognized that the sweet waters were already hers to bring back. She needed no permission. So that's exactly what she did with her four and a half feathers left. <laughs> she made the journey back and did what needed to be done rebirthed what needed to be rebirthed, and made anew the life on this planet through her own being. So Oshun, for me, is a representation of that impulse of love that will protect the vulnerable, that impulse of love that is of the feminine power that will do what must be done in the face of whatever needs to be faced. This is goddess Oshun. I also want to tell the story of Shakti from the Hindu tradition. So Shakti and Shiva were lovers, and Shiva was known as the great contemplative, could meditate and transcend the nothings, transcend all that there needed to be transcend and reach great peace and undisturbability. I think Shiva napped a lot. I think Shiva was just really good at chilling. <laughs> and over time, Shakti was like, dude, this is boring. Super boring. But everybody knew that to disturb Shiva in Shiva's great contemplative state, which was really napping, was to create an enormous fury of destruction. So nobody ever disturbed Shiva. Shakti was bored. And she was like, I'm waking him up. I want to play. I want to create entire universes. I'm bored out of my mind. Let's play. So she woke his butt. And he was mad. 
and she shapeshifted all of that fury and all of that rageful energy, and she created a sustained universe with it for her to delight in and play in and experience all the joy. This, too, is the power of the feminine, to do what must be done in order to experience greater joy. And what I know about this mother God, this divine feminine across faith traditions and culture, is these characteristics when exiled leave us in circumstances that are bullshiznit. Can you agree with me that we are in a moment right now on this planet where there are vulnerable needing protection? Can you agree with me that because we have exiled the feminine in all sorts of toxic power structures and systems that we find ourselves in this scenario? Are you ready to claim your place as a daughter of the divine, regardless of gender? I don't hear enough, I don't hear enough bass. Let me hear the bass. Are you ready to claim your place as a daughter of the divine in this one life? Yes. There's my base. Yes. Yes. Because it matters. It matters that we welcome her back. It matters because what I also know about birthing change, about birthing newness, is it is a rough road. Anybody birthed a child? It is no fun. It is no fun at all. However, it is this glorious thing that these bodies can do through months of months of nurturing in the dark. This idea that has never been before. Months of months of giving yourself over to the idea that wants to come fresh anew. And then the willingness to birth it so, which is horrible, by the way. <laughs> but must be done for the sake of love, for the sake of renewal, for the sake of greater and greater expressions of good on this planet. And every single one of us, regardless of our womb status, is a birther, is a creator. It is the nature of life itself, and you and I contain that very nature. And it is important that we claim it again. It is important that you understand yourself as a place to birth anew. That you understand yourself as a part of this creation that lets that love, that impulse move through you for the purpose of change. Think about all of these goddess stories. What do they all have in common? Change. Showing up as the power of love when change is being called for, for one reason or another. Showing up through that impulse to protect what must be protected because of vulnerability. It is not a stand for, oh, let's just keep it all the same and, you know, we'll just let all of those folks, you know, by the wayside. It is not a transcendent love. It is a get her done love. It is the mama bear love. I want to share a story of the mama bear. She is able to be a mile away from her babies and hear them. And so I read this story about a mama bear who was out foraging and they were getting ready to hibernate and she was a mile away from her babies and they were all stuffing their face. Like, have you stuffed your face? Are you paying to any attention to anything but the stuffing of the face? Probably not. But this mama bear, mama bear stuffing her face, getting all the calories for the winter 
hears her baby cry from a mile away and is there in an instant, taking out whatever needed to be taken out to protect her babies. That is the nature of the mother God love. It is joy, it is fierce, it is protection, it is creativity itself in every form. And why it's important that you reclaim this aspect of yourself is because we are in a moment where the call, our babies are crying on this planet. And you and I are each responsible with breath in our bodies to that cry. But I want to share with you the difference between a fierce yes, which is all the things that this divine feminine mother God power represents, and a raging no. A raging no feels like pissed offedness. Anybody ever have that experience? Right, you get it in your body and it's like this flame that lights you on fire and you're like, Rah! like the mama bear and you can run at a sprint for a mile. And then you take care of what needs to be taken care of and then you need to lay down because the, the flame has spent. It's a quick force. It's really good for moving towards the thing that needs to be moved towards in the moment in a crisis. Really good, useful emotion. It is not a sustaining emotion. It is not a sustaining emotion. It is not the thing that will carry you through the growing and birthing process. Love does that. And I want to give you an example. Do any of you follow the Justins in Tennessee? Yes, the state, state reps in Tennessee, yes. So the Justins, if you don't follow them, go check them out. They are absolute joy and delight to watch. And I've been watching them and following them, and I, I saw this headline the other day that said that the, the Justins were fueled by the resistance. And I was like, no, they're not. If you've spent any time watching them or listening to them, you see that they are giddy with what they're up to. They are, like, delighted. The day they got kicked out of the legislature, they were like, woo, we got kicked out. This is amazing. We just got kicked out. We are on the national news. Hello, world. Delighted, and you know what is delighting them? What is fueling this work? Their vision for a new South. Their delight and love for their peoples and the belief in the new possibility that they are willing to birth. That is not resistance, that's love. And it is sustaining. It will carry them through the fires that must be walked through. This is the power of knowing yourself as a vision holder, as a birther and creator. It is the joy that'll carry you home. That, my friends, is in each and every one of us. So how you will carry this message, how you will be the way showers, how you will be the place that love shows up on this planet, is you will welcome Mother God, the Divine Feminine, home. You will welcome her into your own being, reclaiming this aspect and truth in yourself. And I want to remind you from Mirabai Star's words. We welcome you, you who have lived long enough in exile. We welcome you to dwell among us again. We offer ourselves as your loving stewards, your beloved reluctant prophets, radiant reflections of your own sacred self. May you and I each, each be a loving steward of this thing called life. May you and I each be a less reluctant prophet, which simply means to tell the truth of these times. And may you and I continue to open ourselves more and more to the true nature of our own being. And may you and I, right here and right now, you ready? Because we're going to yes right now. May you and I each 
exclaim a yes in this moment? Yes, yes. yes. One more time all together. Yes. And so it is. Thank you. And the people said, yes. What is your fierce yes? We all must have one. It's a powerful thought, isn't it, to know that we can all nourish new possibilities. Let's contemplate this as we make financial gifts for our church and our community. Our Change for the Future recipient is Seed to Need, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to reduce food insecurity and to improve nutrition in our community by providing a steady supply of garden fresh, locally grown produce to food pantries. Tomatoes, green chili, squash, cucumbers, broccoli, apples, peaches, plums, and pears. Sound good? You can help. Place your loose coins in the offering basket or use a pew envelope and mark it CFF. We will now gratefully accept the offering. So in your order of service, you will see a very strange title, Dravidian Dithyram, which was going to be this super cool piece that we were working on to, in the honor of the Shakti Shiva story. It's an Indian raga. And Thursday night we were at rehearsal and unfortunately that raga defeated us. <laughs> so instead we're going to sing the piece that was listed for the prelude, Somos el Niño by Mary Gregolia translated by Ervin Barrios, Lilia Cuervo, and Gaylord Smith. And I'm going to read the translation because it's such a beautiful poem as Nisha plays the music. We are the child. We are the mother. We are the breast that feeds and quenches the thirst. We are the stem. We are the petals. We are a vision that links you to this rose bush. We are the strength of hands that hold you. We are in your soul longing for love. We are the voice from the wind of eternal rebirth. We are the past and the future breathing in you. We are your temple. We are your people. We are the voice that calls you, singing, calls you into service. We are your joy, your wonder, we are the light that guides you in delight, that guides you to heal. We are an acorn that opens to the fire and the oak that lasts and the one that has to fall. We are the heart that beats and opens. We are the one who forgives and who knows how to heal. We are the strength of hands that hold you. We are in your soul longing for love. We are from the wind, the voice of the eternal rebirth. We are the past and the future breathing in you. Somos el niño.
on behalf of First Unitarian Church and Seed to Need. We welcome these offerings with gratitude. Thank you for your generosity. Blessings on the work of this church and the work of this church in the community. And speaking of generosity, today is the last day of the, the Raise the Roof campaign for the giant project we're doing to, to fix all those things on the roof in the office and the RE building. And I'm really happy to say that as of Thursday, as of Thursday, we've raised $157,000, just phenomenal. Yeah, thank you. Thank you to everyone who supported it. And you can continue to donate if you want, just because it's over it, it's fine. Um, uh, it's, we'll probably, we will actually take out a loan for the remaining 80,000 or so that we'll do, but we saved so much money in interest costs because we didn't, we were able to pay so much upfront with cash. So thank you, it really makes a huge difference. And it's part of our legacy. We're behaving as good ancestors by handing over a building that's gonna be functional to the next generation of, of congregants. Uh, speaking of, part of that project was replacing 10 swamp coolers over the office and the religious education building. And that part of the project is actually already done. So last day of the campaign, and we've already done a big chunk of it. So if you see our director of facilities, Miguel Perez, uh, he has just done a phenomenal job. He's, uh, it's a long story, but he's probably saved us $150,000 on this project because he's such a savvy professional. So if you see him, say thank you. Yeah, that's like, that's really a material contribution for sure. So we're so grateful for everything that makes this happen. Something else that makes us happy? ABQ Pride Weekend is coming up June 10th to 11th. And you're invited to help First Unitarian plan their parade entry and information booth. Come to our planning meeting next Sunday, May 21st at 12.15 p.m. in the La Amicoy room. Pizza is provided. Awesome. And if, you know, if you're not involved in the planning, still plan on participating in the parade on the 10th or the 11th. It's really, um, it's, we've got a great turnout, and it's really important for the community to see that there are churches that are not homophobic and are not transphobic. It's really important that they see that. So there has to be a countervailing message, right? All right. Um, weird little logistics thing. The office park that abuts us on the west, next week, actually starting tomorrow, they're going to be installing a fence around their property. We don't know how that's going to impact during the construction, our, our parking issues and all that. So just watch out for that. We'll keep you posted. We're watching it closely. And might be some changes. Who knows? And we also always like to give you a question for further conversation. So here it is. What do you need to say yes to? All right. Well, we love our visitors. And if you're here for the first or second time and you feel like being welcomed by us, you want to put your hand up. And uh, hi, we're so glad you're here. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, y'all. And, and uh, for folks who didn't put their hands up, we also we love our, our um, the quiet people who prefer to stay in the back. So. <laughs> The, you know, they're not the, the introverts as opposed to the extroverts. That's fantastic. So anyways, I invite everyone to rise in body and or spirit for our peace greeting. One hand on your chest. With your other hand, greet the people who are on the journey with you, your companions on the journey. Blessed be. And while you're standing there, if you want to reach down and grab that gray hymnal again, you may not even need the book for this one, but it's number 95. There is more love somewhere. There is more love somewhere. I'm going to keep on till I find it. There is more love right here.
what I know absolutely right here and right now that there is more love right here in this room because of your fierce yes. There is more hope, there is more joy, and there is more peace right here and right now because each and every one of us has said a holy sacred yes fiercely to be a way for all that good. Amen. Thank you.